Well, good morning, Reach Life Church family, and welcome to Reach Life Church Online Home Edition. You know, last week I was allowed to record the sermon from the church facility, but today, because of the restrictions that are being enforced in Buncombe County, I'm having to record from home. And I'm right now I'm actually down in my basement recording. And uh, if things continue to go as they have been going and changing like they have, uh, next week, you just might see that I am sitting beside a creek and out in the woods delivering my message. And if we are here after that week, you just might see me bringing the Word of God to you from a cave. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll just have to see. But, you know, this morning, today, we plan to bring the Word of God. But before we do that, we have some announcements and some updates that that we want to share. And so I have asked our very own Pastor Terry and his wife, Kelly, to share them with us. Hello, Reach Life family. Uh, just saying hello. Kelly and I are doing great. Actually, we have uh, been enjoying a slower pace of life during these times. Um, and thank you all for praying for me. I'm delighted that my COVID-19 results came back negative. And so we're sheltering in place, but together, and we're grateful for that. A few things that we've been excited about are, one, man, I've really been enjoying the uh, Men of the Word study where we've been digging in and learning how to sort of digest the Word of God uh, for ourselves and then come together now on the Zoom app uh, on video chat and be able to do that with one another. I'm excited about our MCs. They are actually growing right now um, because of uh, people being able to join in online and you know don't have to wrestle with kids and schedules and things as much so now's a great time to plug into an mc uh, we're excited about the prayer team that's forming uh, within the church because you know really we are united um, as the people of god when we come together to pray to our great and mighty god we are united by the spirit of god when we do that uh, for one another and with one another. So we're excited about the prayer team going on uh, in the church right now. Kelly is excited about a new women's Bible study and uh, that's coming up and I'm gonna have her go ahead and talk about that just a little bit. Sure. Hey everybody, uh, Kelly Nysong and I are each gonna be facilitating a weekly Bible study using the Zoom app. The author of the study is Jackie Hill Perry and it includes a short video segment every week uh, it's on the book of Jude, and I really love the format of it. It incorporates a lot of things that we've been talking about with Ladies' Night and those of you who have read the Women of the Word book and um, have fellas that are going through the, the men's study. It really teaches you how to study the Bible and not just to look for answers and write them down, but it's definitely an equipping study. So I'm definitely excited about that. We'll be meeting Mondays. Um, again, using the Zoom app at 7 p.m. It starts on April 3rd. Contact us today so we can help form up those two different groups uh, for each week's meetings. And, um, and also so you can go ahead and get your book ordered. You don't need it for the first week, but you'll definitely want to get that on order and get it to the house uh, and start going through it. So contact us today. So lastly, I just want to let you know to be encouraged right now. You know, our world is, is kind of shaken. But if you look throughout history, we realize that the kingdom of God is often advanced the most when the kingdom of man is shaken. 
And we see the kingdom of man shaking right now, but rest assured, the kingdom of God certainly is not. And I think we get the opportunity now to be both salt and light in this uh, this crazy, wacky time. I think people are asking really good questions, and we have the really only true solid answer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we have a great opportunity here. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, as Pastor James has uh, wisely told us, uh, we need to be able to operate in faith, wisdom, and love. All of those things, all the time, in equal measure. So um, be in prayer. Um, Pastor James has already encouraged us to do that, but I, I, I want to affirm that and re-encourage you to do that, I guess, if that's the word. Um, let's be in prayer. We need to hear from the Lord right now. We need to know how to have courage and faith and have wisdom and be smart and be effective. We want to be like a laser right now, uh, a sharp tool used in the hand of the Lord uh, for his glory and for the good of our world. So be, if you'd be in prayer for that, we'd be grateful. I mean, praise God. It's great to kind of uh, get together uh, online, and we look forward to doing that more uh, in the days ahead. We love you guys. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, as we continue to move forward in our teaching series that we've entitled, Teach Us to Pray. You know, we are seeking to be a church family that continues to grow in prayer. And you know, for the past few weeks, we've been studying the Lord's Prayer or the Disciples' Prayer. And this prayer is a prayer that Jesus has given us. He has given his disciples as an outline or a model for how we should pray. And it's actually divided into three sections. Number one is God's person. Number two is God's purpose. And then number three is God's provision. Now God's person is revealed in verse nine when he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And you know, through Jesus, we have been given the privilege and the right to come to God as his children and address him as father while treating his name with reverence. And then in verse 10, that's where we find God's purpose. Purpose. That's where it is revealed. We talked about this last week. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And here we are praying for Jesus to return to earth and to set up his kingdom. And that while we are waiting for this to happen, we are to pray that God's kingdom would reign in our hearts and to continue to advance in the hearts of those who are on earth. So that's God's purpose. Now today and next week, we plan to look at the provision of God. Today, it's the provision of bread. And next week, it will be the provision of forgiveness and protection. And you know, today's passage is just six words. Give us today our daily bread. But there is so much in there. And if you're taking notes, the first thing I want you to see is that verse 11 is a declaration of dependence. Give us today our daily bread. And you know, whenever you say, give me something, it's possible to say it from a place of power or authority. Like when someone has a gun and he points it at your head and says, give me your wallet. You know, in that scenario, because he has a gun, he has the power, the authority, and the control to get you to do what he wants you to do. But you know, when we pray, give us today our daily bread, we are not approaching God 
from a place of power or authority, but from a posture of humble dependence. Now, remember, we are coming to our Father in heaven. We are not coming as self-sufficient adults, but rather as needy and reliant children who are simply acknowledging the truth that we are unable to provide for our own needs. It's God alone. He is our sole source of provision. And that is the truth, whether you are God's child or whether you are his enemy, whether you admit it or not, God is our sole source of provision. And everything that we have has been given to us by God, whether we acknowledge him or not. Now, Matthew 5, 45 says this, For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. That is amazing that God provides not only for his children, but also for his enemies. And you know, just like little children, we don't always know exactly what we need. Now, little children usually know what they want, but the truth is we don't always know what we need. And so there's a proverb, which is Proverbs 30, verse 7 through 9. And, and this is a prayer that is so instructive on how we should pray for what we need. The writer writes this, Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Number one, keep falsehood and lies far from me. In other words, help me to walk in the truth. And number two, he says, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. You know, the writer here in this, of this proverb is aware that he had desires and he also knows that he has needs. And sometimes it's difficult for him to distinguish between the two. So he prayed that the Lord would give him what he needed, not too much. Otherwise, he might trust in his riches and forget who God is and not too little because he might be tempted to provide for himself by stealing. And if he steals, he will become a thief and dishonor the God that he loves. So he, he wisely prays, give me only my daily bread. And that's what Jesus is teaching us to pray in verse 11. So here's a question. Does this mean that we can't ask God to specifically uh, provide for things that we want? Well, not at all. God is a good father who loves to give gifts to his children. And in Matthew 7, 9, we read, Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So the point I'm trying to make here is that we need to ask God for things. We need to make our requests known. But when we do, we need to do it with the same attitude and the same approach that Jesus had when he was in the garden the night of his arrest. He said something like this, This is what I desire, Father, but not my will, but yours be done. In other words, your kingdom come, 
your will be done. And you know, God knows exactly what his children need and he cares about us. So we ask knowing that our father in heaven, he is going to give us what's best for us. And so we can see that in this prayer, that it is a prayer of declaration of dependence. And it's also a declaration of daily dependence. Again, give us today our daily bread. And this is where many of us struggle to live. But God created us to live in today, not yesterday. We're not to live in yesterday. We are not to try to live in tomorrow, next month, next year, but today. And this is what God was trying to teach the Israelites when they were wandering in the desert in the Old Testament. And he had provided for them a food called manna, bread from heaven. And he gave them manna every single day. If you go and read that passage, you'll see that it was a daily provision from God. But it was just enough. It was just enough for that day. And every day they had to get up and go and get more. So I was reading an article earlier this week by a lady by the name of Benita Rendell Rissner. And she suffers from post-polio syndrome. And that's a painful disorder that can paralyze you. And on one particular, particular day, she was unable to, to use her arms. And understandably, she was frustrated and angry and, and overwhelmed. And she couldn't see how she was going to live the rest of her life with that current condition. And in the midst of her despair, as she was praying, as she was crying out to God, she heard the Lord say to, say to her, I am not asking you to live the rest of your life like this. I'm just asking you to live like this today. And you know, God doesn't want us to worry about the future because he promises to give us manna to make it through today, the day that we are currently in. And it doesn't mean that we don't uh, wisely make plans and that we don't prudently save for the future, but God is calling us to live in the now. That's because we are finite and are confined to time and space. And we're not like God. Um, he is infinite and he is transcendent. He's in the past and he's in the future. But you know what? Right now, he is in the now. He is in today. So that means that he is in your pain. That means that he is in your suffering. And he is in times when things just don't make sense. God is in today. He's where we are. So we need to live in the current day because that's where we're going to get our daily bread. And so we see that this prayer is a declaration of dependence. It's a declaration of daily dependence. And lastly, it's a petition for a daily diet. We need a healthy diet of bread to continue to live and to exist. And I believe that in this passage that Jesus is talking about two types of bread. First, there's physical bread, that which we need to survive in this world, that, what, that which we need to survive in the material realm. And Jesus acknowledges later in this passage, in this chapter, that he knows that we need, need these when he says, your heavenly father knows that you need these things. God knows that we need food. God knows that we need clothes and shelter. And so I want to make, make sure that we are very clear that it is not wrong to ask 
for them. And we shouldn't feel guilty for enjoying the gifts that God has given to us. 1 Timothy 16 says that we should not set our hope on the current uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. God knows that we have physical needs and so he provides physical bread. But there's also a spiritual bread that our souls need if we are going to live spiritually. And if you'll remember in Matthew 4, when Jesus was in the desert being tempted by the devil, that Satan comes to him and he says, you know, if you are really the son of God, turn these stones, turn them into loaves of bread. And what does Jesus say to Satan? He says, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now notice that Jesus doesn't say man doesn't need bread to live. He doesn't say that. He's actually acknowledging that we need it. But there is another type of bread that we need more. And it's the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is what feeds our souls. And, and what you feed your soul with is extremely important because it affects your appetite for spiritual things and for God. Proverbs 27, seven says this, one who is full loads honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. Now, what does that mean? One who is full loads honey. You know, um, three or four months ago, we were back in the holiday season and I remember eating food, not to not till I was just full, but until I was stuffed. And you know, when I would eat like that and I would sit in front of a TV and watch sports, something that obviously we're not doing right now, but when I would watch a game and a TV commercial would come on about food, even when it was good food, because I was full, it made me nauseated. I was like, yuck, turn that off. And you know, um, honey is, in the word of God is a good thing in the Bible. And so if we're full of other things, this passage is making the point that we won't desire what is good. Now on the flip side of that, there have been times that I've been so hungry that I will just grab and eat whatever is in front of me, even if it's not good for me. And then afterwards I will ask myself, why did you eat that? Why did I do that? And you know, just as our physical bodies get hungry. So do our souls. And so the question that we need to be asking ourselves is what are we feeding? Not only our bodies, but what are we feeding our souls? Are we feeding them honey or are we feeding them bitter things? And I found that when I feed on the word of God, when I take the time to not just read it, but when I get into the word of God and get, get bored down deep into the word of God and get nourishment, from hearing God speak to me directly day after day through his word, I have noticed that I end up loathing the temptations of this world, that which is sinful and that which is opposed to God. And not only that, but it also puts those things which are good, such as food, clothing and shelter and, and uh, entertainment and friends and those types of things, it puts them in the proper place where they should be so that I am not seeking them to feed my soul. And you know, the converse is true that when I'm hungry and I stuff myself with bitter bread, the bitter bread of this world, 
when I neglect my fellowship with God and I feed myself with worldly pursuits. I have little desire for the things of God. And you know, much of what we struggle with in this life is often because our souls are not only hungry, but they are malnourished. And we are trying to find nourishment from stale and moldy bread instead of nourishing ourselves with the bread of life. And in John 6, 48, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Do you understand what the spiritual bread is that Jesus is talking about? It's his life. It's his love that he expressed for us when he gave his life for the world. And you know, anyone who eats of this bread, this truth that Jesus died for us on a daily basis, anyone who puts their trust in Jesus on a daily basis will live forever and will be satisfied. And you know, we all are needy. We all get hungry. We all need daily bread. And my question for us this morning, my question for you this morning is what is your daily bread? What are you relying on from day to day to get you through the day? Is it the bread from yesterday? Is it your past accomplishments or where you once were with the Lord? Or is it something in the future? Are you looking for something to happen in the future that you're that you're continuing to look at that keeps motivating you to move forward? Is it bread that pacifies? Is it bread that entertains you? Is it bread that keeps you so distracted that you don't have to look at what's going on in this world? Or is it the bread of life that truly satisfies? And Jesus says, this is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread that the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And you know, I'm praying that by the grace of God, that we may take advantage of this season and daily seek to make Jesus our daily bread today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for allowing us to gather together online. And Lord, though we can't be together right now this Sunday, Physically, we know that we are united together in the spirit of Christ. And Father, I ask that you would give us grace, each one of us grace, to come to you on a daily basis and that we would look to you to be our daily bread. I ask that you would continue to help us to move forward in faith and Lord, that you would be glorified in each one of our lives so that you might be seen in this world. And also I pray that you would help us to be looking to you for your return and we ask that, Lord Jesus, you would come and bring your kingdom and reign. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, may he equip you with everything good that you may do his will this week 
working in us that which is pleasing in His sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you.